1: Sweat off my brow Boys ain't made for backing down What's up, everybody? Welcome to the Titans Time Podcast, your Tennessee Titans podcast for the Pigskin Podcast Network. I'm your host, Tyler Staggs, and got a great show planned for you tonight. Got our good buddy, Michael Bishop, the power hour, on the show with us, ready to break down this Giants versus Titans week one matchup and. Guys, football is back. Last night, we got to see the Bills and the Rams, I would say, battle it out. But, I mean, it seemed very one-sided for the majority of the game. Uh, Got to see some of that sloppy football for early on. A lot of turnovers. But still, football is back. Week one is here. Emotions are running high. People are ready for this. I mean, you – you could just feel that energy all week long leading up to that first game, and now everyone waiting for Sunday to see their team play. But before we dive into everything, got to tell you how you can support the show. If you're watching on YouTube right now, I need you to back out of the live chat. Make sure to go ahead, hit that like button. If you're not subscribed, click that subscribe button. Turn on the post notifications so you never miss when I upload a new video or go live. Trying to hit 800 to 1,000 subscribers before the end, of this, the end of this year, so I really appreciate all the support. Also, share this video out. Let's get more people in this chat. We're going to want y'all's thoughts on this matchup with the Giants. Audio version of the podcast will be up later tonight. Make sure to go check that out on Stitcher, Spotify, Apple Podcast. Follow the podcast on those platforms. Leave a five-star rating. Leave comments, questions, And find me on social media, Twitter at Titans underscore Time, Instagram, Titans Time Podcast, Facebook, Titans Time, and on TikTok at Titans Time. And since we're mentioning TikTok, we got to bring in the guy who, I mean, I have to say my TikTok page was lagging behind, didn't really know what to put up. And the power hour, seeing his content and his TikToks he was putting out every day made me think, man, I need to get more active on that app. So we're going to bring our good buddy, the Power Hour, in.
0: Man, how are you doing tonight? Wait, what day is it? Is it Monday or Wednesday? I swear I was here.
1: <laughs> yeah, well, we, we've done a lot of shows together this week, man. It's well, we I figure we might as well round out the week <laughs> with a show.
0: Well, Tyler, I wish I knew how to quit you, but you keep dragging me back in, but... It's always great to be on the show.
1: <laughs> it tells me I'm doing something right then. <laughs> and y'all make sure go follow Power Hour. I mean, pretty much all of his handles at the Power Hour 615, whether it be on Twitter, Facebook, Twitch, YouTube, TikTok, and all his links will be in the description. If you're not already following him or subscribed to him, I really don't know what you're doing because he brings the heat every Monday night. And like I said, the TikToks last night, watching that Bills and Rams game, everyone was talking about Von Miller's haircut and (laughs) something that I never would have thought of until I seen the TikTok that Power Hour put up. Uh, Man's got an angry bird on the back of his head. And I'm not going to say too much to him about it because, you know, hey, he was getting after the quarterback like crazy last night and really only played like 50 or 60-something percent of the snaps. So, you know, that, that's a bad man right there. <laughs> Indeed,
0: with a bad haircut.
1: Yeah. <laughs> and get to some of y'all's comments. Got my wife saying tighten up. Got Steven Carute, uh Almost messed up your last name. Got Steven saying, Tighten up. And Kent Woods saying, What's up, Tyler? Kent, hope you're doing
0: well tonight, man. I see how and... it is, Kent. I see how it is. I'm <laughs> shout Tyler out, but you're just not going to leave... shout
1: me out. Yeah, just leaving you out to drive, okay. man. Okay. Oh, uh, so, obviously, we're Titans fans. We love talking about the Titans. But I feel like after the opening game for the season, And like you mentioned, we've talked about this this week on your show. And I believe, if I remember right, we picked both of the teams that matched up last night to make it back to the Super Bowl for a rematch. Now, I know it's just week one, but I have to ask your thoughts. Are the Bills just that good this year? Or are the Rams maybe not as good as we thought they were going to be?
0: Well, in the the words of our good friend Lee Corso, not so fast, my friend. It's only week one. Let's not forget that the Bills starters played a lot of these preseason games, so they've got meaningful snaps in with their starting core. So really that kind of gave them a leg up, and you saw it basically last night. Now, as for the Rams, I wouldn't be too concerned with them. I think it's a situation where you're going to see a lot of teams that are rusty. You're going to see a lot of teams sort of going to get off to a slow start. I don't want to take too much consideration for it, but we're going to find out who the real teams are once week five and week six roll around and the records start making more sense. So you're going to see a lot of bad teams have good records. You're going to see a lot of good teams have bad records, but that's just how it is in today's NFL where you can't really make a lot of contact, especially in these practices and Basically, that's what you see out on the field right now. Very good points there. And
1: yeah, it's, you know, and that's one reason why I mentioned hey, it's just week one because flashback to last year, and we've talked about this this week as well a lot of hype with the Titans offense last year. And then week one, if we went on things based off of week one every year. The Titans weren't making the playoffs week one of last year because they got absolutely slaughtered. And But we know how all that turned out. And I see Kent coming back now saying, what's up, Power Hour? I'm going to the game to root on the
0: Giants. Oh, Kent. Uh, Kent, you got to remember we're going to be there. So, you know, take that <laughs> into consideration. Uh, you be- better be careful what
1: you say, Kent. We don't want to have to come looking for you now.
0: We're not mad. We're just disappointed.
1: There you go. So, a couple of things leading up to this game. We know Harold Landry tore his ACL. Still, from my understanding with what I was seeing today, he's still not technically on the IR, I guess, um, which is kind of confusing to me. But the Titans did add a couple of more players. To the IR in Elijah Molden, and I'm trying to think of who the other one was. I just blanked. Um, have to look and see if I can find it right quick.
0: Don't feel bad, I unless just you know off the well. top of your head. <laughs> I don't have much on the top of my head nowadays. That's why I've got to keep my notes. <laughs> uh, Chance Campbell got moved to IR
1: that's right. as well. And that's what I... I knew it was someone that plays more of a backup role. But with that makes four players on the Titans IR to start the season. And as a Titans fan, that also can give you bad flashbacks to last year because I was I mean you're gonna have injuries all year long but when you go through 91 92 players the year before you really hope your guys can at least make it to week one without anything really happening but now this also means with Molden for sure being out that when the Titans go to their nickel formation Roger McCreary is more than likely going to be the guy sliding inside and we're going to have Christian Fulton and Caleb Farley on the outside and could also maybe see, I know he's on the practice squad, but an elevation for Chris Jackson, I would assume to come up because I know he also kind of feels that slot corner role for the Titans and, I know some Titans fans don't like hearing Chris Jackson's name be mentioned because it's usually more bad than good when it comes to him. But he would be like our fifth or sixth corner for game day. So the the chances of him seeing the field that much are not that high. And I see that uh, Kent also says, ask him what we think of the offensive line and – I believe uh, Jamarco Jones has also been ruled out for this game. So what do you think about the O-line depth as well?
0: Well, right now, I mean, we're just waiting to see what's going to happen on Sunday. We just know what officially is going to be the lineup with this offensive line to say what they're going to do. It's really just going to depend on what happens this upcoming Sunday. And the on the positive side for the Titans, we already know that two that the Giants' two best edge rushers are not going to be playing in this game. With Thibodeau, the rookie, and Ojiri, their other outside linebacker, will not be playing as they've been listed doubtful. So more than likely, they're going to be scratched off the lineup. So if anything, that gives a little more slight advantage to this offensive line to kind of ease into a transition and kind of get their feet wet. And that is, I was actually about
1: to get to that. I just pulled up the full injury report and was able to see that Thibodeau and, how do you say the other edges last name?
0: Well, that's O'Jerry.
1: O'Jerry. Yeah, I, I saw that they were doubtful. So, you know, like you said, that that kind of helps out this Titans O-line can ease into things A little bit more. Um, As far as players, what players do you think are going to have the biggest impact on this game? Now, obviously you have for the Giants, like Saquon Barkley. For the Titans, you have Derrick Henry. And on the defensive side, Jeffrey Simmons. But outside of like those guys, what players do you think we really need to have our eyes on for this opening game, or even if it's not players, people that can have a bigger impact on this game.
0: Well, to start out with the Titans, I've got two in mind just off the bat. And the first one shouldn't surprise anybody, and that'd be Ryan Stonehouse. I feel this is going to be critical, a critical test for him coming in and taking over the punting job, but the Titans – coaching staff felt confident enough that he was willing and ready to take over that job. So I'm sure all eyes are going to be on him and see if he can handle the pressure. You know, it's going to be a big change from what we've seen the last decade, but at this time we felt that it was the right time to make a change. And if Stonehouse is what he's been advertised throughout all the entire camp, I feel pretty confident that he'll ease into the transition pretty well. And, Of course, when I talk special teams, I can't even forget to try and remember to add Kyle Phillips into the conversation. Phillips is definitely going to be one of the key factors here in trying to get the drive started in the right position. The one thing the Tennessee Titans have lacked in is just consistent punt returns and kickoff returns. We've got to get the offense starting in better field position, and that's really how you win these games. That's how you get points on the board. And Mike Vrabel understood that, and that's why they rolled the dice on this kid, because they understand if you can change the field position, you change the outcome of the game. For sure. And
1: I'm actually going to go not with any players, but someone that I think could have a big impact on this game is for sure going to be Todd Downing and... Tim Kelly, because I know as Titans fans, we were we're excited about adding Tim Kelly in to help out with the pass game, maybe help out downing with, hey, don't be so predictable (laughs) with the pass plays that you're calling. But Titans fans are not going to be happy if especially to start the game, they see run, run, pass, three and out. Or if they see run, run, pass be the game script for the entire game. I mean, they want to see it be switched up a little bit more. Now, that being said, if Derrick Henry has the hot hand, and he is just gashing the defense for long runs or if the, they keep the chains moving, I'm fine with it as long as they're staying ahead of the chains. But <clears throat> Todd Downing is a guy where if he starts getting too predictable with his play calling or too – um trying to think of too relaxed in his play calling to where the Titans – aren't moving the ball, that could potentially set up for disaster and the Titans being upset in week one. I actually seen where someone put on Twitter today, it may have been our good buddy Rossi, where the Titans haven't won a week one home game since like, I want to say it was like 2000 and. 12 or 2010. I think it was 2010. So, I mean, <laughs> I, I can't I can't remember exactly how many home games they've had in week 1 since then, but that's not a stat you want to have that in the last 12 years. If you've opened up at home, you haven't won. <laughs> so, that would definitely be a disappointing start to the season. So, I think Todd Downing could play a major factor in this game. As for the uh, the Giants, you've talked about it on your show, this young secondary that they have that you know could potentially be pretty good. They are they're gonna be going up against Robert Woods and Traylon Burks, Kyle Phillips, you know, a couple rookies sprinkled in there that, you know, we need to see them against some first team offenses or defenses, I mean. But they could potentially have a lot of pressure on them, especially if the Titans get the run game going with Derrick Henry and they're able to go to that old reliable play action that could lead to some big shots down the field. So that's kind of where my thoughts are on who can impact this game the most. I mean, if the Giants are able to take away the deep stuff or just the passing game in general, then you it could be a long day.
0: And one point I'll make real quick that could determine the outcome of the game is we've had rain in the forecast just about all week. And as of right now, they're calling for 60% chance. Now, it could change. It could just pass us over. You know, we don't know. But you definitely have to understand that I don't feel very confident about just the rain the last few times the Titans have been playing in it. So, really, you really hope it just becomes a smash mouth kind of run it kind of game after that starts happening.
1: For sure, and I'm glad you mentioned that because that was something earlier today that I thought about and seeing rain all in the forecast all week long. Of course, I'm still hoping that that changes because, yes, it's not as bad if the Titans do end up winning the game to stand there in the rain watching them, but if they lose and I've been standing there in the rain, that makes that drive home a lot worse because I'm soaking wet I'm not happy that they lost. And thinking back to last year, I was there for two rainy games. The Texans game that they had disappointment in. And then the, uh, I believe the Dolphins game, it rained some. And, you know, the Dolphins game worked out for them. But I'm like, you know, Yes, it's any given Sunday, no matter the weather conditions. You know, either team has a chance, but I'm like, with rainy games, they're 50 50 since I've been going.
0: And it was still a long walk, even though they won. That was a long walk to they the won. car. That was a long walk to the car. Yeah. And it was still a long drive home. Winter is yeah. <laughs>
1: still long. It, it, it is. So it maybe. Maybe we'll get lucky and the forecast will change again. And because I've been seeing it to where it was up to like a 70, 80% chance to dropping down to 40, 50. So maybe, maybe the weather will play nice and hold off and give us uh, a, a nice clear skies game. And going back to some comments, my wife says, I'm so over, Todd. He needs to prove himself this year or be gone. And that can lead us into another little uh, topic here. With Tim Kelly sitting there kind of waiting, I guess, how long do you think the Titans give Todd Downing if the Titans offense is struggling to start the year? do you think he makes it through the year or could we potentially see Vrabel and J-Rob go ahead and give him the boot and move Kelly up to that offensive coordinator spot?
0: Really, this is an interesting year for all the coordinators, not only offense, but even defense. Uh, I'll start with Downing first. I mean, when it comes to his position right now, he knows that Tim Kelly's waiting in the wings because Tennessee already tried their best to bring him in last year where the Texans already denied him that. So now that he's here, Downing knows that it's got to be a make or break year for him. So it's understandable. I'm sure Vrabel wants to try and keep, you know, the locker room level and he wants to make sure that there's stability there. But if it's not adding up to wins, if it's not adding up to the results that they're supposed to be getting, I have to feel that they would make that change rather soon, sooner than later. But I would also take into consideration, you know, Shane Bowen is going to get a lot of attention this year if the defense continues to improve and play the way it has. Because we all know any given coordinator out anywhere that starts making a name for themselves and continues to improve on a team's you know, durability, durability and toughness, it starts getting to the point where they get attention, teams start wanting to look at them for head coaching jobs, and I could definitely see that in Bowen's condition if he continues to live up to the hype. So I do feel a little more comfortable knowing Jim Schwartz is upstairs, so if that's what happens, Schwartz could easily fill into that role if Bowen decides to move on to a head coaching position somewhere. And that's a very good point
1: because, like you mentioned, if the Titans defense keeps playing at the same level that they were at last year or, you know, even improves more, then, like you said, Shane Bowen could be looking at some offers to, I mean, better himself. And, I mean, that's – really, that's what you want from – your coordinators i feel like is that they're doing a good enough job to where their names are out there and people are talking about them possibly being a new head coaching candidate because if their names are out there that much you know they're doing something right for your organization and for your defense or offense um switching back to uh, the players and focusing on the Giants some what player or players on the offensive side for them do you think play the Titans really need to try and focus on slowing down the most or containing the most
0: uh offensively I think Sterling Shepherd's an interesting matchup right there I would have to think that Fulton would end up trying to cover him for most of the game. But Shepard can definitely get loose and make some plays if he can get some space down the field. Now, I've already said on a previous show on Wednesday, Daniel Jones, you know, can be wildly inconsistent at times, but the man has wheels on him. So if he has to bolt, the Titans have to make sure that they contain him and not let him get down the field. And I'm pretty sure, as you so eloquently said, the man runs like a duck but he still runs effectively to get yards. Hey, he
1: does. All the Titans need to do their grounds. Keepers just need to leave one long strand of grass, and I guarantee you Daniel Jones will find it and trip over it, so maybe that'll slow that down some. Uh, Shepard's a good one to mention, though. Uh, some players that I think you know, they definitely have to watch out for. Obviously, you have Saquon. Because, I mean, he is one of those backs that when he's healthy, he can beat you in the run game. He's also effective in the pass game. So he's a guy you have to watch out for. But besides him, a guy that I'm going to be keeping my eye on and hoping that the Titans can contain is Kadarius Tony, Because he's a guy that, when he gets the ball in his hands, he can do a lot after the catch and hurt you that way. So he's probably near the top of my list in guys that the Titans need to focus on keeping contained there.
0: I would definitely I almost forgot to mention, uh, Kenny Galladay would also be really the top receiver, I think that's going to be keyed in on other than Tony and other than Shepard. I do think he's got a good ability to get down the field and get the long ball. So the Titans are definitely going to have to make sure that they keep him contained and make sure that he doesn't break off a long one. But I do know also with the Titans defensive line, they are going to have to try and take advantage of a young offensive tackle that would be of Evan Neal drafted this year by the Giants to take over their right tackle position. So he's not had the very best of camps. He's still trying to learn and process the offense. He's had some flashy moments, but he just hasn't flashed completely. So I would expect that that would be a matchup you would want to see consistently, that they're going to try and pressure him early and often.
1: For sure, and more than likely... Um... With him being on that right side, I would imagine most of the time he will either, he'll probably have Bud Dupree over there. I could be wrong. Uh, It may be Weaver, but, you know, that's something I didn't really think about until you mentioned, you know, Neil being the rookie right tackle for the Giants is both of these teams are going to have a rookie starting for them at the right tackle position. Titans have NPF. Giants are going to have Neal. And obviously the Giants' defensive line and the Titans' defensive line and pass rushers, they're different. Uh, But who do you think, which rookie right tackle do you think is probably going to have the, I guess, Better day or easier day
0: by comparison to the other? Well, from comparison, you know, Neil's going to have the most eyes on him because he's the higher pick. So somebody that's drafted fifth overall, they're going to get a lot more press and a lot more attention. But I would have to say, with the Giants defensive line situation where they're missing their two key players at edge, I would have to think, you know, Nicholas Petit-Friere would have a pretty decent day getting the start there. So I do expect him to probably have it a little easier than what Neal would. And regardless if it be Dupree or Weaver going after Neal, both of them already have NFL experience. Neal's just getting his feet wet. For sure.
1: And I think and the way the Giants could <clears throat> counter that as far as trying to attack uh NPF is dialing up some blitzes to his side. Um, you know, just try and confuse him over there. Take take advantage of the you know, rookie playing right tackle. But just going off of defensive line, I I have to agree with you. I think that more eyes are going to be on Neil because he was the higher pick and because the guys that the Titans are going to have coming after him. You know, this is really it's going right off into the deep end. Um because Bud Dupree, you know, like you said, he's he's been in this league. He's <laughs> he's been tough for a lot of people to handle. And Weaver, we've been able to see some flashes from him. So definitely going to be as far as both team goes. The right side of the offensive line is a place for all fans to watch when both offenses are out there. So, here in just a little bit, we're going to have our keys to the game, are going to have some bold predictions coming up, going to put you on the spot, have you come up with something bold, and also our score predictions. But before we get into all that, have to get into a segment of the show that's been gone for about a month or so, but the NFL season is back, so I got to bring it back. And that's the Best Bets segment presented by DraftKings. And as I mentioned, football fans, the NFL is back. The first Sunday of the NFL season is here, and DraftKings Sportsbook, an official sports betting partner of the NFL, is giving new customers a can't-miss – offer to celebrate the return of the NFL. New customers can bet just $5 and get $200 in free bets instantly. Now, as an added bonus, everyone can experience the thrill of DraftKings early win promotion. It's simple. Bet on an NFL team to win. If your team leads by 10 at any point during the game, you get paid instantly, even if your team loses. See, these offers are so great, they're getting me choked up. I know I took advantage of that with the Bills and Rams game. Was able to put some money down on the Bills money line. They went up. Easy money. Now, it's simple. All you have to do is download the DraftKings Sportsbook app now and use promo code TPPN to get $200 in free bets instantly when you place a $5 bet this Sunday. That's promo code TPPN, only at DraftKings Sportsbook, an official sports betting partner of the NFL. Minimum age and eligibility restrictions apply. See the show notes for more details on all of that. Now, I've already mentioned it. If you're watching here on YouTube, need you to back out of that live chat. Make sure you're subscribed to the channel. Trying to hit 800 to 1,000 subscribers before the end of this year. Go ahead, hit that like button. Share this video out. Let's get more people involved in the live chat. We want to know y'all's thoughts. What players do y'all think can have a bigger impact on the game? What are y'all's keys to the game? Some bold predictions, your score predictions. And I mentioned it earlier. The audio version of this podcast will be up later tonight. And if you're like me and sometimes like to stay up after the rest of the family goes to bed, or if you want to go on a walk, something like that, but you want to listen to the podcast, but you're like, Hey, I don't want everyone around me to, you know, be having to listen to what I'm listening to. I'm going to tell you about something great that we got going on. And that's these Raycon earbuds. I love my Raycon earbuds lately. You know, whether I'm listening to my music, watching some YouTube videos while I'm walking, whatever's going on, I've got them in. And I mean, it's been great. The sound, the quality of these is great. And it's all because of these Raycon wireless earbuds. Raycon's everyday earbuds look, feel and sound better than ever with optimized gel tips for the perfect in-ear fit. These earbuds are so comfortable, and they will not budge. Believe me, I've always had trouble with earbuds like this, and ever since I got my Raycon earbuds, first thing I done when I put them in, I shook my head around like I I don't even know what, and they didn't fall out of my ears, so I definitely love that. Raycon gives you eight hours of playtime and 32-hour battery life. Raycons are priced just right. You get quality audio at half the price of other premium audio brands. It's no wonder Raycons Everyday Earbuds have over 50,000 five-star reviews. Now, some of the things I love about these Raycon earbuds, the awareness mode. Like I mentioned, you're walking down the road. I can't tell you how many times growing up when I was doing that. Had my music turned up, couldn't hear a thing. My dad would pull up behind me in his truck, honk his horn, and scare the ever-loving you-know-what out of me. Awareness mode with these earbuds. You can be listening to your music, but still know what's going on around you. They also have three customizable sound profiles. And you have where, say you're wanting to rock some 3-6 Mafia, Titans. Fans, y'all know what I'm talking about. You have the bass sound, where the bass is boosted, really gets you going. Balanced sound to where, hey, you're wanting the bass to be balanced out. You're wanting the, the audio to be balanced out. They got you covered. And then the pure sound, which lets you hear every note perfectly. And the noise isolation. So I mentioned the awareness mode. This noise isolation, if you don't have that awareness mode on, man, you don't know what's going on around you. Really helps out a lot when you're just wanting to focus on your music or the podcast that you're listening to. Now, you want a pair of these? Simple. Go to buyraycon.com tppn today to get 15% off your Raycon order. That's buyraycon.com slash T-P-P-N to score 15% off. Go check it out. Like I said, I love mine. Now, we can get y'all back to talking about some Titans football. And Power Hour, I'm going to ask you, what are your keys to the game for both teams? Not just the Titans, but for, for both teams in this week one matchup.
0: All right. Well, let's start with the Giants first. And the first key is Jones has to get off to a fast start. You know, generally every game he just seems to just kind of just pitter off and on. He's just wildly inconsistent at times. He has to get some rhythm. He has to get his wide receivers involved in this game. Second point is Saquon Barkley has to try and work the corners. And I say this in benefit, you know, for any Giants fan, if you're going to try and attack the Titans right now, then you need to go after the young edge rusher of Rashad Weaver. If you're going to try and make some quick yards, that's probably your best way to do it. If they do it, we'll see. And also, they have got to get Ryan Tannehill on the ground with their two big body set defensive line. Now, regardless of them missing two of their key components at edge, They still have two bruisers at defensive tackle. So I expect them to try and bull rush right up the guards and at the center consistently. So I expect them to try and push that matchup all game long. Now, if you're the Titans, well, basically the first part is feed the king. Right now, we need to see how far along Derrick Henry is. He hasn't played any significant snaps since January. So the key component is feed him often, feed him early. I'm pretty sure he can handle a 25 to 30 carry load if necessary, but it has to maintain at some point where he gets meaningful yards in the process of that. Also offensive line, keep your quarterback's Jersey clean. Ryan Tannehill was sacked 47 times last year and that cannot be a continuing trend. They need to get off to a fast start, and they need to gel quickly in order for the season to be success. And, of course, on the defense, play around with the secondary. Right now, I don't mind them having such youth at the secondary position. So at this point right now, I expect them to try a lot of rotations. I expect them to try different variations of guys out there and that's fine. This is the perfect game to do that, but I do want to see some consistency there, and I do want to see some results. Very uh, good
1: keys to the game there. I'm going to start off with the Giants as well. Uh, For their offense, I think, and really it's going to be the same for both teams, but not just in the run game. I I know you mentioned letting Saquon attack the corners. I'm going to say just find ways to get the ball in Saquon Barkley's hands because when he's healthy, he is a very dynamic player. You want to get the ball in your playmaker's hands, and he has shown flashes of when he's healthy – Breaking off big play after big play. So that's for the offensive side. Get it in his hands. Let him try and make something happen. Now, for the defense, I'm going to say don't let King Henry get rolling. Find a way to slow him down. Make the Titans, they have young receivers. Their receiving room has pretty much been overhauled this past offseason. Make them beat you through the air. See how that chemistry is with Ryan Tannehill and his new targets. So that's where I'm going for the Giants. Now for the Titans, normally I would say for the offense, get Derrick Henry going. But where I'm going to focus is, Get the tight ends involved in this offense. Get, let Ryan Tannehill work with his tight ends, whether it be down the middle of the field, coming across on some drag routes. Just let them get the ball and keep the chains moving with them. For the Titans' defense, we've been hyping up <clears throat> this defensive line. Get after Daniel Jones. Get him on the ground. As Power Hour mentioned earlier, don't let him just sprint down the field. Keep him contained, but keep pressure on him. Don't let him get comfortable back there in the pocket. Force him into bad throws. So that's going to be my keys to the game for both teams, and I want to hit on a couple of comments right quick. Got yeah, Ravens 76. Be more saying just passing through and showing some support. Football is finally back. Baltimore. Uh, B-more, I appreciate that. Thanks for stopping in. And, yeah, looking forward to seeing, you know, the Ravens were another team last year that faced a lot of injuries. And I think they have the Jets to start the season, if I'm remembering right. So, y'all should have a – A pretty easy win, I feel like, this week. Um, And my wife saying, score prediction, 23-21 Titans. And I just realized, I got so excited about my Raycon earbuds earlier that for the Best Bets segment, I forgot to even give y'all what my best bets are for (laughs) this week. And (laughs) it's going to be pretty simple. Um, The line or the spread for this Titans and Giants game, the Titans are favored by five and a half points. So less than a touchdown. The odds on that minus 110. I feel like the Titans are going to cover that spread. I think they do it fairly easily. So that's something that I'm probably going to have a little bit of money down on. And then a name that Power Hour mentioned earlier in Kyle Phillips. Right now, for any time touchdown score, his odds are plus 425. So I kind of like those odds there, and I think we could see the rookie receiver get in the end zone this week. Now, not betting advice. This is just some bets that I saw that I like. And Alex Mann says, make Daniel Jones beat you. I'm going to try to avoid that statement as far as me being the one to really say that on this show because... As I mentioned, with either on Power Hour show or on our good buddy Ross Rossi's show Wednesday, I said that about Baker Mayfield a couple years ago, and it really came back to bite me in the butt. So uh, I'm gonna I'm gonna stay away from that, not bring any bad juju to the Titans. Um, it's good advice. Yeah. Now, for bold predictions. You need a little bit more time, power hour, or you think you got something for us? I've got a couple for
0: you. Go ahead. Let's hear them. All right. I'm going to give you a blazing five predictions. So first off, I see Derrick Henry rushing for about 115 yards. I think that's a pretty safe bet right there. I think he's going to get his feet under him. I think it's going to probably take off maybe around the third or fourth quarter, but he'll get his chunk yardage around there. Second, I think you're going to see potentially two interceptions in the game on our side of the secondary. I would say Roger McCreary might be a candidate for one of them, and Kevin Byard seems to be the safe bet for the second one. The third would be I see at least four sacks in this game. I think it'll be a variation of different players. I don't think anybody's going to lead in sacks for this game, but there'll be enough to spread around throughout this defense. Fourth, I think you're going to see at least one touchdown pass thrown about 60 yards or more. And then finally, just to make it a little interesting, I see Saquon Barkley getting about 90 yards for this game. But it'll be a hard-earned 90 yards. We got you on mute, Ty. Just... Get, gotta love
1: these bugs. <laughs> you know, and, and when I say, and when I say bugs, I mean the ones in my head that cause me to forget that I muted myself a minute ago. <laughs> um. So for that last one, to add a little bit of context to it, DraftKings right now has Saquon Barkley's over and under for rush yards at like fifty-five and a half yards. So, like you said, 90 yards, that would be hard-earned. And, you know, could, you know, maybe maybe you take the over on his rush yards. But we'll see. As for my bold predictions, I'm going to have two. The first one, I think we see a... Week one, Kyle Phillips, punt return, touchdown. I think we see him house one this week against the Giants. And I'll even add in along with that, he gets a receiving touchdown on the game too. So two total touchdowns in the game for him, punt return and receiving. And my last bold prediction, I'm going to go with the Titans defense as well. I'm going to say that Jeffrey Simmons by himself has four sacks. So, I feel like both of those are Things that borderline could happen, and those are going to be my bold predictions. And Fleetwood Titan says if there is is a large enough lead do you guys
0: think Vrabel would put Malik in? Short answer, no. They're not going to risk him for a game where they could potentially just get ahead and put him in for no reason other than just to play snaps. I mean, his, all he needs to be doing this year is just get in the playbook, hold the tablet, wear a cap, look good on the sideline.
1: I, I agree. I think, if anything, if the lead is large enough, that what we, mo- what we will more than likely see is, like, Henry come out of the game. And we'll see Hassan Haskins just running the ball to try and run the clock down. And I see that being more likely. So, now, to start closing the show down, we'll get into our score predictions. We've both (laughs) told these already. This will be the third time this week on a show. But, Maybe the more we say it, the more likely it is it actually happens. At least I'm keeping my fingers crossed that that's the case. I'll go ahead and put mine out there. I don't think the Titans' defense allow the Giants to score a touchdown. I think the final score will be the Titans 24, Giants 12. Titans hold them to just fill goals for the game. And that's going to be my score prediction.
0: And Power Hour, I'll kick it over to you now for yours. Well, as you said, this would be now the third time that we've given us out. But hopefully we get those vibes out. And this is one of those situations where you speak it into existence. But, I mean, if that was the case, I should have been a millionaire a long time ago. (laughs) But that being said, I will stick with my initial score of 28-10. to I feel Tennessee's offense will get off to a slow start, but I think once the second quarter starts picking up, they'll get their rhythm. I think the Giants are going to struggle and learn that this is going to be a long year for them. They are going to have to try and transition their offensive line to get better, and Daniel Jones has a lot on his plate. So... Not the best starting matchup for the Giants. I think the Titans shake off the rust and get an easy win at home. Eventually, once the second quarter starts.
1: <laughs> I like it. And Alex says that bold prediction is Rashad Weaver gets a strip sack and Henry rushes for 150 yards and two touchdowns. I, I like that bold prediction. I I I'll be honest, guys, I'm going to try and stay away from the Derrick Henry bold predictions this year because last year, every time I threw out a yardage for him, it seemed like he had a bad game. And then the next week I would go away from him and that's when he would blow up for a lot of yards. So I'm going to stay away from it so that maybe every week he goes off for a lot of yards. (laughs)
0: Well, I think you could still make a prediction. I would just say Derrick Henry is going to run the ball. There you go. (laughs) That's all you have to say.
1: Derrick Henry is going to run the ball. I (laughs) like it. Be my luck, something will happen in that week, though. So, you know, maybe maybe save the show for, like, right before the game. (laughs) And everybody, you know, I've had fun. It's been a blast having our good buddy, Michael Bishop, The Power Hour, on with us. Michael, always fun having you on, breaking down the Titans with you. And if you're not already, go follow him on Twitter at The Power Hour 615, Facebook, uh, Twitch. Find him on YouTube, The Power Hour, his TikTok at The Power Hour 615. I said it earlier, I'll say it again. If you're not already following him, what are you doing? And all of his links are down in the description. And also, make sure to go follow me on Twitter, at Titans underscore Time. Instagram, Titans Time Podcast. Facebook, Titans Time. TikTok, at Titans Time. You're here on the show on YouTube. If you had not already, make sure to subscribe. Hit that like button. Share the video out. Mentioned earlier, audio version of this podcast will be up a little bit later. Go check it out and follow the show on Stitcher, Spotify, Apple Podcast. Leave a five-star rating. Leave a review. Love that interaction. And again, Power Hour, thank you for coming on tonight, man.
0: Tyler, as always, we've done three of these now, so <laughs> we've we've had our triple crown basically of shows, so we can cap this one off and Of course, I will see you Sunday at Nissan Stadium, and I guess we'll just start fresh there.
1: For sure. Rain or shine, we're going to be there cheering on the Titans. Hopefully we see the Titans start off the season right with a win. And this is going to be all that we have for you all tonight. This has been Titans time, and as always, tighten up. Take care. Tighten up. I'm